Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Lara is with us on the line, um, not to talk about lies, but Lara, something you noticed about young people and uh, your own children recently. Tell us about it. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Yeah, so I'm good, thanks. It was something myself and my husband discussed kind of a couple of years ago and it came up again. So we are in our early 40s, very, very early 40s. Um, and our eldest two are now 20 and 21. And we noticed that they just didn't have any interest in going out drinking or go so like they might drink twice a year, but it's not a thing for them like it was for us. And it's not really a part of their lives. So in- not weddings, funerals or anything. They, they don't associate alcohol with events or with socialising. Yeah. So what do they do when they socialise, Lara? Um, well, I think the one massive change from when we were teenagers and young adults is they don't have to leave the house to do that at all if they don't want to. So they do a lot of socialising online or they go for lunch or they go to the gym. One is in college and both work. But the alcohol just isn't a part of their lives. And even for us, we would, you know, have wine once a week or twice mm. a week. They they never did that kind of regular alcohol consumption. Not a bad thing. No, but for us, it was just strange because yeah. this was so culturally normal for us. And when I think of my teenage years, my children, my older children never went through that phase of, you know, going out and meeting your friends, having drinks. That was the highlight of our week when we were young people. Now, I do think that the pandemic um, and that two years of their lives that they kind of lost while they were teenagers yeah. and during that transition into adulthood, that might be something to do with it too. Now, both of them say that it's too expensive and they work too hard and they're not wasting their money on it, which is great too. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. it, it caused a stir. You know, the tweet caused a stir. Yeah, because you, you, you posted, you, you put this up on, uh, on on Twitter or an X, just the, the very observation you're after telling us about, you know, that you'd notice this in your own, your own well, they're not children, but your own adults, uh, adult kids, 20 and 21, that they really, they don't drink. They do some level of socialising, but I suppose it's a, a different, as you say, a different type of socialising to what you and I uh, might remember. And you got a huge response, Lara, to this. I did. And it was one of those tweets I was just thinking out loud. Now, this had come up. Um, so I work as a lecturer at the University of Galway and I was teaching a class a couple of weeks ago about older people. And we looked at generations and we noted the differences between generations. And I brought this up to the class and they all had the same experiences. So I'd be Gen Y and my kids would be Gen Z. And there's definitely a different relationship with alcohol. Yeah. And we were exploring what the causes of that were. So, like, also, they have more information about it, Andrea. So they know what the dangers are and what the yeah, risks well, are. Yeah, we absolutely. Didn't have, we didn't have any information on this. It wasn't something that was ever covered in school, whereas now it's probably part of their curriculum, you know, for their CSP and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm interested in in, um, in the point around socialising. And, and tell me a little more, maybe, Lara, about that. Um, like, what kind of socialising do your, your, your kids do? Like, when you say they socialise in the house, what exactly does that involve? They would communicate with their friends online. Um, my son plays the PlayStation and would play with other people online. Um, but I suppose, like, even young people in general, dating and stuff, they don't have to go out to the pub or, you know, to a nightclub to meet people like perhaps 20 years ago. They don't have to leave the house really to get that fix of connecting with people. 
It's a different type of connection though, isn't it? Like, I would say as somebody in my late 30s, that's probably the the one thing, you know, the one stark difference that I would notice is that like there was no such thing as online, like, not that there was no such thing, but the online dating, it wasn't such a, you know, it wasn't as big of a feature um, 20, 15 years ago as it is obviously right now. But like, it's a different type of connection, is it not? I don't even mean from a dating sense, Lara, but just in terms of that connection and, and, um, like just meeting people and, and meeting friends and, you know, that's so different when you're doing that online in a, you know, gaming sense or chatting to people and social media sense. But I think it is for us because we traditionally never had that as an option and it came secondary. So for us, we value still that. Well, I certainly do the face-to-face connection yeah. and the meeting somebody in real life. But um, 19 and 20 year olds now uh, only know this. So... You know, they don't have an alternative. This might be the the first way that they interacted with people. And when they lost those two years of their life, so one of my children didn't do her leave insert or have her dead and the other was a year behind her. They were really like significant years for everybody, but for adolescence, because that's a rite of passage moving from childhood to adulthood and they missed out on that time. So that might have impacted their capacity to engage Mm. socially, which might also impact their relationship with alcohol, but they just don't see the need for it. So, for example, Christmas Day, we said, you know, we'll have a drink and we got drinks in and everything. One didn't even have one and the other had a half one. So, you know, very different to how we would drink if we'd have a couple of glasses of wine on Christmas Day. Stay with us, Lara, because I, I want to talk to, to other people um, quite interested, you know, in, in your point and your observation today. Adam is with us on the line because, Adam, you're, it was like one of Lara's kids. You're a student. You're 21. Do you go out? Do you socialise? Yeah, so to be honest, I actually think Lara's bang on. Um, I, I think she's described it really well. Like, I, I'd go out maybe like once a month, once every few weeks. Um, but I think her, her points are, are really good. Like, I, I think over COVID, like when we were in quarantine, I turned 18, I'm 21 now. Um, so I kind of missed out on the whole, like, going out and like having big nights out type of culture. And then as well now, like, we're in a cost of living crisis. So, like, the, <laughs> I can't rationalise, um, like, working a minimum wage job and then going out and buying two drinks that have cost me, like, an hour of my life. Um, like, an hour of work, you know? Yeah. Um, like, it, it's just too expensive nowadays. And as well, then you have to pay if you want to go to an event or something like that. So, I think a lot of people now, they kind of just go to, like, house parties or they'll have, like, a quiet one in someone's house. But even that, like, with the housing crisis, you know, <laughs> none of us have homes. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's a bit awkward. Like, a, it doesn't seem like a fun idea for me to go over to my friends and sit down and have a drink with their dad, you know? Um, so so, so is there, is, like, is there still, is it, so there's, there's obviously, there's still, is there the pub culture, the nightclub scene, just without um, a lot I mean, of the look, there, there definitely is. Like, it, it is still happening. Like, uh, there are still, like, club nights and stuff like that going on. But at least, um, you know, for me and my friend group and the people that I know, it just, like we might go out every now and again, but it's just not as big anymore, you know. Yeah. Um, like it, it's just it's more fun to be sat in someone's apartment, um, you know, talking or playing games or whatever, or having dinner rather than going out to a club where you know you have to pay to get in. The drinks are way more expensive. You can't really hear each other. No one really has a fantastic time at the end of the night, you know, um, other than just being drunk. Would you say, would a, a lot of your, um, you know, peers in this same class or module course as you yeah. in college around your age, Adam, like, would the majority feel the same? 
I think, yeah, I, at least from my perspective, like I think we're just a lot more like health oriented. Um, like mm. I, I know um, you were saying earlier about like, well, what else do you do? You know, a lot of people, I go to the gym with my friends or we'll go out and we'll grab a coffee. And even with coffee, you know, I've, I've tried to cut back on that now because it, it is a bit unhealthy. Um, so I, I think it's just trying to find like extra things to do that, you know, add value to your life. Um, from our perspective, yeah. so it's, it's it's the awareness then around um, health, fitness, well-being. That's all a big, yeah, like, big focus. No, yeah, that has definitely changed. Like since I think of my time in college, you know, obviously yeah, we like were aware even, of. Yeah, like if if you look on social media now, like gym culture is like such a big thing, and it's you know all the lads now and like sixth year and secondary school are starting off in the gym, and when you get to college, loads of people are in the gym. Um, so that's like way more of a social thing now than maybe it would have been mm. um, but no I, I just think we've maybe shifted a bit away from it like it still happens um, I don't want to say it at all loads of people still do it but course, um, yeah yeah. but it's not I, it's I, not I the it's, it's not the main focus point then you know I, I take it then from what you're saying in college yeah it, it's just like it's an aspect of it but it's nowhere near as big as it maybe would have been Eddie is on the line. Stay with us, Adam, if you don't mind for a moment. Um, Eddie, you've been listening there to to Adam and Lara. What point did you want to make? I'm afraid, Andrea, that we're we're losing something here. Um, I think it's the richness of social relations that people got from actually going out and meeting people. Um, I worry that people are now living this kind of um, staring at a screen existence too much. And, you know, when I was in my kind of teens and 20s and I started going out first, and, you know, I, I lived in rural Ireland, but close to a city, so I was able to socialise in both, and I was in college as well. Um, but certainly, for example, in rural Ireland, you had a mix of generations all in the one pub. And that meant you were being, I suppose, meeting people not just your same kind of bubble of people. You were meeting other generations as well. And yeah. I think there was a, a lot point, of Eddie. value to that, a lot of value to that. And there was real discussions and, and, and real crack and real sharing of, of different kind of experiences. We understood how the people who grew up before us, how they lived and how, how their lives had changed. And nowadays, I think the problem with social media and with living in via screen is that, you know, people are being directed into little bubbles. So they never meet anybody who's different to them or anybody who's of a different generation. And I think in turn, that's feeding into this kind of division in society where people don't understand other people's perspectives as much. And I think as well, like I do worry that COVID did a lot of damage in terms of people became more isolated, living out, you know, out of a laptop in a bedroom, so to speak. And there are people I'm aware of that have never got back to socialising after that. And, and and I think it's leading to mental health issues, to be quite frank. And I, I think that it's an unreal world that, um, you know, that you have your thousand closest friends on Facebook or, 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 or Twitter or whatever, but they're not real. They're not actually people you really have a connection mm. with do you know, and we're losing all of that Adam do you want to come in there like is yeah. is that I mean to be honest I, I'd be inclined to agree um, like I, I do think that there's like maybe I am too um, <laughs> yeah like I, I think it's, it's a good point good job Eddie um, like I think there's no longer I think it's about like third places right like you can't, if you're not in home or you're not in work where'd you go and I think 
maybe there's not a lot of places other than a pub or a bar where you can go and have those experiences where you can meet new people. And I know myself, like I, like I have my friend group and I have my friends and I know my friends have their friends. We do kind of just stick to the people that we know, you know, because you're you're making you don't that meet the random. Yeah, like you, you probably do, you tend not to have long conversations then with, you know, the random punter that <laughs> that's in your lecture <laughs> hall. Up, yeah, yeah, because you 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 know, like you're probably in that group, and then the group socialise in the house, and the house could be I don't know how many, you know, set of people, sets of people might meet up at any one time. Like Lara, would you notice that, like from from your own two that are twenty and twenty one, there's probably a set yeah. cohort of people. I can't disagree there. It absolutely is. So they wouldn't have any friends who aren't the same age as them or that they didn't meet in the gym or at work or in college. So it's all the same people, you know. But I do have an example um, of what Eddie was talking about. We just moved rurally in the last year. My son joined a chess club, which was on in the pub. Very bizarre. He was 15 and I thought, this is unusual. But we went with it. And it was completely intergenerational. And he ended up playing chess with people from the age of six to the age of 80. And I'd never seen anything like it in my life. He would never have interacted with anybody outside of his own age, apart from family. And it was wonderful. And that was in a pub. You were so encouraging that nearly. Different. Yeah, it's a it very... It was really different. It was lovely though. I'm also not convinced, you know, I I enjoy, you know, going to the gym, albeit I should probably go to it a bit more at the moment. But like, you know... I'm not convinced about the thing of the gym culture. Like, I totally get the awareness, Adam, and and your age group and generation around health and well-being and the focus and wellness and all of that. But, like, the idea of a big part of your social life being based around the gym and that imagery that comes with it, and the, I just don't know. Yeah. I'm not convinced by that. But I think it's um, it's a thing of, like, funding, right? Like, I think um, it's grand in college. Like, in college, it's, it's really different because we have all the clubs and societies and they're all funded and you have those kind of chances to go and meet new people and have a shared interest. But I think, you know, once you leave college or for people who haven't gone to college, there maybe isn't enough funding there for the like arts and cultures and stuff like that that create those situations um, for people to meet or for people to have okay. those interactions. L- let me bring people in... become more... Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I just wanted to bring in Alistair for a moment. Alistair's on the line with us too. Alistair's a teacher in Scotland. Um, you've been listening to the conversation, Alistair. What point did you want to make? Yeah, I think um, everything that's been uh, said is, is really um, valid and, and applies to, to Scotland as well. I think um, what I was thinking um, when I read Lara's uh, tweet the other day and responded to it was, um, you know, um, we're talking about gym culture. There's a kind of, when I think about the sort of aesthetics, if you like, when I was um, a teenager and the people that I was sort of aspiring to be like, you know, I saw... Um, people like Liam Gallagher and Damon Albarn and, um, you know, there, there wasn't that kind of, the, the, the people that I was kind of looking up to were probably quite unhealthy role models in some ways and um, there was a, a cigarette hanging out of their mouth and a, and a bottle of beer and they didn't have a kind of gym body and I, I just I, a lot of the teenagers that I knew at that time didn't really um, aspire to, um, to look like that um, and I think now um, teenagers um, certainly teenagers that I um, I see in school, I talk to in school are, are, are kind of um, they have different kind of aspirations and um, they they want that and um, they're possibly so there's an aesthetic side to it and a, a sort of health yeah. side to it as well. They definitely are more health conscious, I think, than than I was. I think as a teenager, I felt quite um, invincible. I didn't think much about um, my health. I thought whatever I, I did, I could kind of um, 
um, stop doing it in my 20s and, I, and I'd be fine. But um, there definitely seems to be more awareness. I was talking to um, a, a friend of mine a couple of months back. Um, I was, had to get, was getting makeup done for something and uh, she's a beautician and, and she was making the point and she was telling me that, you know, she was doing makeup for, for girls, for their Debs that night. And she just had asked them, what are you doing before the Debs? And, you know, she said, are you going, going for prinks beforehand? They didn't know what she was talking about. And she was talking about, you know, kind of, would there be any pre-drinking in advance of the Debs? They didn't, had no idea what, what the concept meant. And she said to them, you know, is there an after party after the, the actual Debs in the hotel? And they said, no, an after party, absolutely not. Their, their parents, like their mum was going to collect them at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock that night because they'd yoga. One of them had yoga and one had personal training session the next morning. And the point she was making to me was that like, you know, like these are girls of maybe 17, 16, 18 years of age. They've all lip filler, the Botox, you know, like, and it, it's, it's such a stark difference um, from the generation that I would have grown up in like 10 and, and 15 years ago. Texter here says college students aren't drinking as much because they're all, a lot of them, a lot of them are taking cocaine, says this listener. I see it all the time in my job. I'm with college students on my GAT team. Another texter, I have a son in college, one in fifth year, both of lots of friends, and they're surprisingly socially awkward when they're out with us or in a group other than their own close friends. They literally can't wait to get out of the situation and get home. Another texter, Patrick, has said, in the past, people had to go out to meet people. We'd no social media back then. We'd no choice but to go out and socialise. Now, young people, they're socialising 24 hours a day, but it's all through social social media. Unlike previous times, everything has uh, absolutely changed. Just finally, Lara, on this, like you're, you know, you've, when you look at your, your own kids at 20 and 21 and, and their social relationships and friends and, and connections, um, positive or negative, how would you summarise it? Um, well, I think it's about what they place value on and are they happy with the level of social interaction that they have and they are. But I think Adam hit the nail on the head in summary to this conversation with what he said. Young people are asking themselves now, how is this going to add value to my life um, with every you know decision that they make? And this is why they're choosing the gym over a bottle of wine or a bottle of beer. Um, I really do think that that encapsulates the key reasons behind young people not engaging in alcohol the way that we did when we were younger. Really, really interesting conversation. And, and thank you, Lara, for, for joining us uh, on the show today. A lot of people looking to get in touch too about this. Uh, Lara, Adam, Eddie as well, and, and Alistair, uh, thank you for, for joining us today on the programme. It's lunchtime live at newstalk.com. As always, that's the email address if you want to get in touch. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.